Hey, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is part two of three parts from July 24th, 2023. Ahmed Abdullah and Monique Ngozi-Nri are with me. We are listening to and discussing the music of the great Sun Ra. We talk at uh, some length a number of times about an event at Strand Bookstore, which was a whole lot of fun, but it's in the past. So it's not something to look forward to at this point, but the book, A Strange Celestial Road, is still available, at least as of the time of this recording, through blank forms, and it really is very revealing. Fans of Sun Ra and of Ahmed's will get a great deal of joy from this. I encourage you to check that out. So, okay, here's part two. If you didn't hear part one, if you just stumbled in here, well, you might want to go check out part one first. But otherwise, here you go. That is some music that you have never heard. I'm willing to bet. It's from Sun Ra. You're listening to WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD, WKCR.org, 89.9 FM here in New York City. Or maybe you're listening to the Deep Focus podcast. Anywhere in the world, anytime you want, you can download it, take it with you. If you're listening live, this episode will get posted next week and join hundreds of other episodes, all free, advertisement free, 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 yours to share with the people you love. And um, also, if you're listening live and you're in the New York City area, well, I'm going to tell you something special. But first, let me let you know what we're doing. The show, Deep Focus, we have a guest come into the studio and they choose the topic for our attention and I'm so fortunate to have Ahmed Abdullah here with us and Monique Ngozi-Nri. And we are plunging into the music of Sun Ra, with whom, Ahmed, you made music for more than two decades while he was still here with us. And you've written a book about it, which I'm thrilled. I've been immersed in it for the last few days, A Strange Celestial Road. And uh, I should mention, uh, with Luis Reyes Rivera, co-author. Absolutely, yes. Deserves. You took a lot of notes, too, man. I got a few. <laughs> I got a few. I'm ready. I did my homework. <laughs> I'm paying attention. Yes, trying, sir. trying, trying to stay with it. So uh, we're in Bourg-la-Reine, France, Leap Day, 1980. And um, who is the orchestra at this time and what did we just hear in that last set because there's all kinds of things going on that are not maybe what people might expect listening to Sun Ra or anybody else for that matter well we we started with loving out out of space which wasn't listed on this uh pro programmatic uh, piece here that we have and then we went to Watusi although it's spelled uh W A T-U-S-A, we always called it Watusi. Uh, and then we heard a hymn to the sun. And I was saying to uh, Mitch off air that I thought that the band was going to go into one of my favorite Sun Ra 
flute pieces called Pleiades. Uh, but this seemed like it was a completely different piece called Hymn to the Sun, which uh, featured Marshall Allen and uh, Danny Thompson. We called him Pico. And then um, the fabulous one, June Tyson, came in to sing Lost Horizon, which I've not heard in years. And that was just wonderful, wonderful rendition of that. And then my B-flat brother, uh, Mike Ray, uh, did uh, an unaccompanied solo, which was marvelous. I haven't heard, I'd never heard that before. I never heard him play uh, in that particular style. Very, very, very different and beautiful, melodic and and really in-depth stuff. So, um, yeah, that's what we heard on that last set. The people in the band, other than those I mentioned, uh, Noel Scott uh, was on bar is on baritone, alto sax, and percussion. John Gilmore we mentioned. Uh, Kenny Williams is also in this band, and uh, Chris Henderson is a drummer, and Eric Samurai Walker, uh, another bad, bad, bad brother, um, and June Tyson. And of course, Sun Ra uh, leading the ensemble. And Sun Ra took an extended uh, stroll in yeah. there, which is not something I remember him doing so much. Yes. That's not your phone, listeners. That's <laughs> here in the studio. <laughs> and uh, late breaking news from the outer spaceways. But um, yeah, that was. Uh, that was a bit of a surprise. He seemed to be sitting out for uh, a chunk of time there, with, and I'm wondering if that's something that he did from time to time. I don't remember. I don't remember ever hearing him do that. Not that long. That that that, that was a it was different for him to to stay yeah. out that long. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, but he gave people a lot of room, man, to stretch out. Yeah, and they yeah. took it. They, they were took it. Yeah. right at yeah. home, yeah. and and that was. Yeah. I don't know if that was arranged, but all of that just felt really organic and rich. Yeah. The communication between Marshall and Danny Ray Thompson, both playing flutes, that's unusual. When do you ever hear that? Yeah. And they just intertwine those lines around each other like, I mean, it sounded like it was it was perfect. Written and yet of the moment. Yes. You know, like it just, it was like a, a, a Bach fugue or something. It just was with some blues in there and everything else too that was really beautiful yes beautiful and uh i think um they recently played at um where is the place they played just just now uh no um where where we did the reading pioneer works oh yeah yeah. and uh marshall uh did a a a little solo that was 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 kind of reminiscent of that maybe Mm -hmm. not quite as complex in terms of the overlay of the voices but um yeah, Marshall plays so many instruments, you know, um, and the fact that he's still like belting it out there at 99 is is amazing. But his musicality is always something that's just stunning. Yeah. Um, he he just spends so much time practicing on the various instruments, and and he did something that was a little akin to that to that piece. But I did want to um, dwell a little bit on um, June yes, Tyson please. because we were talking um, yeah. off air, uh, you know, about just the magical quality of her voice and it 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 really does feel like you know a space outer cosmic vocalist right and she was doing that 
um, doing that work, you know, long before the the title Afrofuturism came into being. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, John. I, I think she helped create that. Uh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and you know, John Swed said that uh, she met uh, uh, Richard Wilkinson, who was her husband and the manager of the band for some time. Um, that they were introduced to um, Sun Ra by a former manager of the band. Um, but Ahmed was pointing out that um, uh, June lived around the corner from the Black Repertory Theater. Black Arts. Black Arts, Black Arts school. Repertory uh, School. And so the possibility, there's a real possibility that they, you know, they met um, during that particular incarnation. But, you know, she was trained, um, she was singing Broadway songs, right? Um, so, you know, she was trained to do that. So one of the things that you hear in terms of the quality of her lyricism is, is also that she puts that um, energy and training into into what she's doing with the Sunrise Orchestra. And also she played so many different roles. Like I'm just she played the violin at at Sunrise behest, but but she was also a choreographer of the dance. Um, you know, she was she helped to arrange some of the tours. She did the costumes. So she was in many ways like um Sunrise right hand person in terms of putting his vision actually into being. Um and often the the role that you know particular people particularly women play in in some of these movements is not heard or understood um so i spent quite a lot of time researching june tyson and i'm hoping that at some point there will be you know some documentation of the work that she did and the role that she played yeah. in the sunra orchestra but i'm you know, I'm always mesmerized um, by her voice and her ability. You know, she didn't always know what was coming, but somehow she managed to just pull it off. You know, Sandra would just like be like, okay, you're on. And when she comes in, when her voice comes into this recording, and obviously this was not, this was a live performance. It wasn't made to be listened to in this way, but her, that the sound of her voice, because I remember her sounding a little more burnished when she got older. She is, it's like a bell. Clear, it's just so clear. Transparent. Yeah. Yes. It's beautiful. Absolutely. It's so beautiful. Absolutely. And the range. I yeah. Mean, the range is just fantastic. And her pitch, her Absolutely. control of yeah. that. It was, it's kind of funny. I like, I, I don't think I ever heard her sing other than with Sun Ra. And I don't, I, it's kind of inseparable in my mind. Yeah. Her sound and yeah. the orchestra. Right. And how, uh, something you talk about, I don't know if I, on this mic break, if I've mentioned this book, mm -hmm. but if I have, I think it's worthy of repetition because you, Ahmed Abdullah, just have published this book, A Strange Celestial Road, My Time in the Sun Ra Orchestra. It's um, published by Blank Forms in Brooklyn. And tomorrow night, as we speak on July 24th, 2023, if you're with us and you are within range of New York City, we are going to be uh, doing a little interview, the three of us. Yes. Tomorrow yes. night at the Strand Bookstore, the fantastic Strand Bookstore on Broadway, uh, well, between 4th Avenue and 12th Street in the Village, uh, 7 p.m. up on the third floor. Is in the it, rare books. Was it uh, Broadway, Broadway and 12th Broadway. Street? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Broadway. Street. It's Broadway yes. and 12th Street, right. Mm -hmm. I'm picturing that block. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Um, 828 Broadway, I think, is the address. Well, just the thing, um, in terms of the book, uh, if you recall... Mitch, I talk about Danny and Marshall and their close relationship, and they were close right on up until the end of uh, of Marshall's 
uh, I mean, Danny's uh, life on the planet. Uh, and so that that flute uh, duet that they're doing, that's indicative of the kind of closeness that they they had um, throughout uh, the time that I knew of, uh, of, of the both of them, yeah. So um, another thing about um, June at the Bart's, there's a picture of her actually on the um, on the stoop of 108 uh, West 130th Street, which is where the Bart's uh, was at. So it's com- you know that and that the Bart's was only around for six months in 1965. So that would have meant that she was there. She did know Sun Ra there because we saw the picture. You know we have confirmation of that. So yeah, that mm-hmm. is more than likely where she met Sun Ra, and then from 65 on, she was probably a part of, she was a part of the man, I know that. <laughs> well, one of the really yeah. powerful things about this book, I mean, anybody, I mean, to be too silly about it, but I am excited about it, and I've been immersed in the book for, for recent times, that if you're a fan of this band, I mean, it's funny to me, it almost seemed like the orchestra was just, there it was just always there and you really shine a light on where some of these things came from and how so-and-so joined the band and what the origin was of this aspect of it there's a so much great storytelling and sidebar i also have to mention um your uh ground level view of the emergence of what became known as the loft jazz scene is invaluable history on people that enjoy this music. And a lot of that story just never really got documented properly. It was never told, it was never written down, or if it was, you know, it hasn't necessarily, a lot of people aren't aware of it. And and you give a real firsthand account, it's great. It's true, Michael Heller's book is the only book that I know of that even comes close to being able to deal with fact and verse about the the loft movement. Uh, so yeah, but this is um, from the inside, um, just as um, the uh, information about sunrise from the inside. One of the things I wanted, uh, because uh, I was, I've been dealing with this fact of this music not being respected enough in this country because I believe that it is a music of liberation. And and if I may, at the very beginning of the, this book, I have a, a dedication as to what this is all about. I say that I've capitalized the word jazz in this book for the same reason we capitalize African-American or any other proper noun. The expression of African Africans within this country is systemic. The oppression of Africans within this country is systemic. It has been developed into an art wherein the oppressed don't even understand the nature of their oppression. In fact, sometimes they use the words of the oppressor to gleefully define themselves. Jazz, a music of the spirit, is an art form where that is not allowed because we have determined that our art form is one of liberation and therefore we define the principles of what determines this expression of liberation culture. I just feel that when we write about this music that we need to get the facts straight because it is of historical importance. And um, the people that I know who put their lives into it were were dealing with that. They were dealing with life uh, conditions, realities, and um, and so I think that it behooves the the writer, whoever that uh, person is, he or she, 
to get it right. My guest is Ahmed Abdullah. The book is A Strange Celestial Road, My Life in the Sun Ra, My Time in the Sun Ra Orchestra, I should say, My Time. And uh, we're, uh, the show's deep focus on Mitch Goldman. Monique Ngozi-Nri is with us as well. And we are listening to a live recording of the orchestra from France, Bourg-la-Reine, Leap Day 1980. And do we know what's coming? Anything you want to call our attention to from this set? No, let's uh, listen to it and see what's happening. Let's. All right. Music from Sun Ra, the words and imagination of Ahmed Abdullah, deep focus on Mitch Goldman. It's WKCR. Is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise. The world is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise. The world is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise. The world is waiting for the sunrise. For the sunrise, the world is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise, the world is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise, the world is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise, the world. The world is waiting for the sunrise, for the sunrise, for the sunrise, for the sunrise, for the
Spaceship Earth, the spaceship Earth, and your outward bound journey to the stars. You on the spaceship Earth, destination unknown, destination unknown. You on the spaceship Earth. You on the spaceship Earth. You're outward bound. Destination unknown. Destination unknown, you on the spaceship Earth, and you're outward bound. Destination unknown, destination unknown. Pay your fare now. You get left behind. Spaceship Earth. Get you to be leaving soon. Spaceship Earth. you to be leaving soon. To another place in the sun. 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 Spaceship Earth! Spaceship Earth! you to be living soon! To another place in the sun! First stop, Mars. Mars. Second stop is Jupiter. 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 Third stop is Saturn. Fourth stop is Uranus. The fifth stop is Neptune. Sixth stop is Pluto. You are on 
You're outward bound. Destination unknown. Destination unknown. You're on the spaceship Earth. And you're outward bound. Destination unknown. Destination unknown. Better pay your fare now. You get left behind. Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Get you to be leaving soon. Spaceship Earth. Get you to be leaving soon. To another place in the sun. 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 Spaceship Earth! Spaceship Earth! Get you to be living soon! To another place in the sun! First stop, Mars. Mars. Second stop is Jupiter. 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 Third stop is Saturn. Fourth stop is Uranus. The fifth stop is Neptune. Sixth stop is Pluto.
listening to live music you've never heard from Sun Ra and the orchestra. This recording made on Leap Day, February 29th, 1980, Bourg-la-Reine, France. That's fun to say. I don't get to throw that French stuff around much. So, Bourg-la-Reine in the southern parts of Paris. But uh, more importantly, so this recording, you're probably not going to find at your neighborhood Tower Records store, if there was such a thing anymore. Um, but you will find fantastic albums from Sun Ra and the orchestra. You'll find CDs. You'll find used records in the store if you look for them. You'll find digital downloads, and you should have them. And you can't have too many. There are so many great ones. Some are maybe more interesting than others. But you know what? You're going to listen to one of those ones that you bought and set aside and didn't think you liked, and you're going to listen again and go, what was I thinking? This is great. And they're, they're, it's really such a wonderful thing to dive deeply into. And I could say the same thing about my guest in the studio. Ahmed Abdullah is here, and he played trumpet and uh, vocalized and all kinds of other things with Sun Ra for more than 20 years. We're doing a deep focus tonight together, and you should have some of his music in your collection on the Silk Heart label, among others, and About Time, and uh, whatever else you're going to find, anything you find is going to be great. Always great sidemen, always great band vibe, so much fantastic music. And now, don't order yet, because you can also now get A Strange Celestial Road. This book is newly published by Ahmed Abdullah, and he lifts the veil on so many mysteries about Sun Ra and music and living in this world. And uh, we are broadcasting tonight in New York City. It's July 24th, 2023. And I say that because tomorrow night we will be at the Strand Bookstore and I'm inviting you. Tell them you know me and you get in free. In fact, even if you don't tell them you know me, you can get in free because it's a free event at the Strand Bookstore, 828 Broadway in the heart of Greenwich Village. You're going to want to go there actually just to go through that bookstore, because that bookstore is an inspiration every time you set foot in there. But when you go tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, walk up to the third floor to the Rare Books Room, and you'll see my guest, Ahmed Abdullah, sitting next to Monique Ngozi-Nri, as he is tonight, and uh, your humble narrator will be there as well. And we're going to talk about this book, and uh, you'll have an opportunity to get... Now, if people ask really nice, Ahmed, will you sign a copy for them? I absolutely will. I'll be honored to do that. Yeah. The book, actually, A Strange Celestial Road, is um, I, I wrote it with um, poet Luis Reyes Rivera, who's no longer on the planet, and it's published by Blank Forms Records. But we, uh, Monique and I, do have a recording um, that's published by our publishing company, Melchizedek Music Productions, which is called um, Diaspora which is an acronym for Dispersions of the Spirit of Ra meets Afro Horn. And that's um, a recording where we have two ex-Sun Ra musicians performing uh, together 
we uh, did this before the pandemic in 2019, and it is um, a recording. We do some of Sun Ra's uh, compositions, but we do original compositions, and we do compositions from the African diaspora. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. And uh, something that occurred to me, partly we getting some calls from some very excited listeners, and somebody made a really good point. I'm listening to this, and I'm picturing in my head the many times I got to enjoy hearing the orchestra with Sun Ra. And even still today, they're performing. If you go and hear them under the leadership of Marshall Allen, who's on this recording we've been listening to, you will have a feast not only for the ears, but also for the eyes. But this being radio, we maybe listeners aren't getting that full experience, but I thought maybe you'd shine a light on what one saw as well as what one heard when encountering the orchestra. Well, in in writing this book, I had to go deep into the recesses of my mind to uh, to recall the uh, the fantastic experiences we had, and this is a um, on page forty two of a strange celestial road. This is one of the first experiences I had uh, working with the band. It's at a a place called the East in Brooklyn. Prior to the April 1975 concert with Sunra, I had worked at the East several times with different groups. Besides working with the Master Brotherhood, I had performed in 1970 with baritone saxophonist Hamir Blewett in his New York debut as a band leader. The concert with Sunra and the orchestra was going to be something of special significance to me. One could feel the electricity in the room. Iabade, who was just one month away from delivery, we were told she was due in May, seemed to know everyone in Brooklyn, and Sun Ra was Brooklyn's folk hero. The stage was set for fireworks. I was ready. Sun Ra had me sit next to him as he was still figuring out where I would fit in as far as my solo capabilities were concerned. The horn players were arranged in a row at the front of the stage. The song we started with was Discipline 27. I was hearing it for the first time. The trumpeter Eba did show up for this gig, as did about 10 other people I had not rehearsed with. Danny Davis and Pat Patrick on reeds, Brother R. Robert Northern on French horn, Charles Stevens playing brass, John Orr on bass, Jimmy Johnson playing drums, three dancers, and a singer. Ebar knew the music, but he and I were separated from each other by the sax section, which made it difficult to pick up the trumpet parts from, from my position. The next song was the 6-8 African-flavored Watusi, and Sun Ma pulled out all the stops. This song brought, out, brought on four dancers, Judith, Judith Holton, who went by the name Wisteria Omandu, Cheryl Banks, Ted Thomas, and June Tyson, who doubled as the band's singer. The audience was totally with the band. Jackson put down his flute, picked up two long curved sticks, stood on a chair, and played the ancient infinity drum. Soon everyone on stage was playing a drum. People in the audience were playing drums. I looked at Sun Ra as he rocked from side to side, smiling, listening, engrossed, shaking his head to the rhythm. The dancers leaped across the stage to the polyrhythms of the drum. This was no longer a concert. It was some kind of sacred ritual akin to a Yoruban bembe. 
On the wall behind the band, another person had set up a slide projector and was showing pictures of the Sunra Orchestra in Egypt. You could feel the audience and performers come together, lifting the energy of the room. Sunra let this go on for quite a while and then abruptly shifted gears. He played a melody on piano and suddenly the band broke out into a song led by the tall, graceful June Tyson. This song is dedicated to, dedicated to nature's God, to nature's God. The audience went wild. Next, I would hear the melody of images being played on piano. My palms started sweating as I gripped my trumpet. John Gilmore kicked off the melody for the band. This was my moment. I stood up to take my first solo with the Sunra Orchestra. When I finished, the applause was deafening. For the rest of the gig, I played on every song that called for improvisation at Sunday's command. He had a way of signaling you that you knew he was talking to you and no one else. It wasn't rehearsed, but it was something you comprehended quickly. It was a form of telepathy. Suddenly, I understood why he didn't count off tunes in rehearsals. On stage, he just played the piano to introduce the song, and the band would come in. When he played L is the Sound of Joy on piano, it sent chills to me. This was my song, and this was my audience. Ooh, man, yes, that is Ahmed Abdullah reading to you from his book, A Strange Celestial Road, out on Blank Forms, publisher out of Brooklyn. And you just brought us there, man. You just took us to the East in 1975, a place of legend. And I don't know if anybody's told the story quite like that. That was, uh, that's a moment, man. That is, and you knew it at the time, too, didn't you? I felt it. I felt it. And, and, and you know, the, the great thing about this book is that we have pictures, not of me playing with Samurai at the East, but of Samurai performing at the East and of the East. So you can get the visual in the book as well. Yeah, <laughs> this words is... And you get the pictures. I was going to say, um, there's a film, um, Space is the Place. Yes. Um, which also, I believe, has the orchestra and their costumes if people really want to see what the orchestra... Space is the Place, yeah. Space is the Place. Um, yeah, there's a they couple few. See. It's one or two films that show the, the orchestra in full flight, so that's another way that you can really check yeah. and see what, what, it, what it was like. Um, I remember seeing June um, at Ronnie Scott's and, and elsewhere, and she has this movement with her hands. It's an Egyptian move. I, I can't do it myself, um, but there's a there's a movement that she does, and and and, and Sanra, and I think San, both Sanra and June used to do this like yeah. Egyptian movement, which which is so evocative of Egypt, yeah. um, and they you know they would do this this kind of dance together. So they did a lot of things to, to bring the audience into this mythical world. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes, depending on the venue, they might just get up and start moving through the audience too. Yeah, the space hop. That's right. Yeah. Okay, here's a question from Out of No Place. Something you refer to in the book. Tell us about the space chord. The space chord. The space chord is based on the idea that there is an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent reality. Right. There's one God on this planet. Everybody has different names for that God, but that there is that one creator that has created everything that is living. And um, the understanding is that if you're working with people together, uh, you're going to be vibrating uh, in a certain kind of way. You and your environment become one. And so calling a, a space card, somebody would just 
randomly call the space chord, you know, maybe to segue from one song to the other, uh, maybe just to jolt the audience out of its complacency. Uh, and and it would be something that would be a powerful, powerful chord, which he called the space chord, yeah? And it would be a random, uh, random set of notes that we would all, uh, everybody would play, and and that would be it. And it would be so powerful that, you know, it would knock people out like that. Well, that's, that was the intent of, from the composer, Sun Ra, to joke people out of their complacency, to move them into another dimension, another reality. Yeah. I would imagine that the orchestra probably played an enormous range of types of venues and got a huge range of audiences and audience response and whether people were sitting or standing, old, young, fancy or not, black, white, whatever it might be. And tell me if I'm right about that. And if so, how did that change what came off the stage? Well, you know, we musicians, artists are sensitive people. So you're always going to pick up on the audience, whatever it, it you know, the audience brings you know, they're going to, is a symbiotic relationship. And that really is, you know, the, the part of being an artist, being sensitive to your environment. And, and so, yes, it would, you know, things would change the, depending on the environment that we're in, depending on the audiences, you know, yeah, depending on the day of the week, <laughs> you know, the vibrations of the day, the colors of the day, you know, all of that um, has everything to do with it, you know, because it's, it's all one. If I haven't said it tonight, let me say that this is show is called Deep Focus, and what it is about, we talk around it and through it, but I'm going to come out and say it. It's to let you know you should stand up, close that computer, put down that phone, and get yourself somewhere near you tonight. There are some musicians getting ready to play some music. And I'm not saying you should go for their sake. You should go for your sake. You owe it to yourself. You put up with a lot of stuff living in this world, and you deserve to be nice to yourself and get there where the music is and be part of the music. You just heard Ahmed Abdullah say it, that the audience changes what's happening. You, You are creating the music. You aren't just sitting in the audience. You are... Every bit as much as the musicians. Am I overstating it to say that? Is that it's fair? Absolutely true. You just facts. Facts. What you're giving. That's what we that's what we traffic in here at WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. And that is what you'll find when you get your copy of A Strange Celestial Road. Ahmed Abdullah's book about his time in the Sunra Orchestra and come to the Strand Bookstore tomorrow night, July 25th, 2023, 7 p.m., the third floor rare book room, and get yourself a signed copy. And uh, we've got just a few minutes left of this set that we've been listening to from France, Bourg-la-Reine, Leap Day. I love that, and I loved what you said about the uh, numerology of mm. Leap Day 1980. And um, fantastic. Uh, uh, we haven't said it in a while, so let me say... It's Sun Ra, of course, playing the piano and various keyboards we've heard, and we've certainly heard him vocalizing. Michael Ray has been throwing some fire out of the trumpet. 
reed section of Marshall Allen on alto flute and oboe, Noel Scott on alto, Barry Saxon percussion, John Gilmore tenor and percussion, Danny Ray Thompson, uh, baritone sax and flute, Kenny Williams tenor, baritone sax and percussion, Chris Henderson and Eric Samurai Walker playing the drums, June Tyson, the wonderful June Tyson vocals as well. It's a fantastic lineup of the orchestra from 1980. And Monique. I, I did just want to mention, I think we listened to Destination Unknown. And if I'm not mistaken, that was the la- the name of the last recording that Sunra had on the planet. Mm. So I just thought I would mention that. And June is, is obviously amazing on that in terms of vocals as well. But that, yeah, that was another great June Tyson moment. Absolutely. Mm. And uh, so we're going to hear the end of the set. And then we have... Are we going to just lay down and just give up? No, we're not. We're going to give you something even grander surprise that's coming after this. So uh, anyway, enjoy the orchestra in France, 1980. It's Deep Focus. Ahmed Abdullah and Monique Ngozi Nri are here. It's WKCR.
that's how that one ends. And uh, not, uh, not complaining about it at all. Maybe there was a little bit more, but, well, that was a whole lot of it. And if there is more, we're, we're not going to hear it tonight. But that's a live recording from the WKCR archives of Sun Ra and the orchestra at Bourg-la-Reine, France, Leap Day, February 29th, 1980. And we're inspired to listen to that particular music by our guest in the studio tonight. Ahmed Abdullah chose that as a topic. And that's no surprise if you know the book that he's just published, A Strange Celestial Road, My Time in the Sun Ra Orchestra. The show's called Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This is WKCR-FM New York, WKCR-HD, WKCR.org on the web worldwide. You could tell your friends everywhere. That's the place to find us. 89.9 FM here in New York City. You can also hear this show, Deep Focus, on the Deep Focus podcast. You can find that on, uh, it should be on your favorite podcasting app on that phone in your pocket. Or you can always find it at the hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And uh, you'll find this program in about a week's time. And you'll find hundreds of other episodes, including some about Sunrise. You know who I did a fantastic show with Craig Harris? Oh, really? Uh, Deep Focus, yep. Oh, great. Yeah, we had a, we had a great time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it might not surprise you that one of the stories that he told, he told a couple of great ones. One, he, he gave his interpretation of the space court. Okay. Overlapping. Not everybody, I guess, has their own point of view of it, right? Mm-hmm. We all each have only our own individual view. None of us can see the totality. Yeah. Uh, but he also told some great stories about Festac. Okay. And if you don't know, well, you're mm-hmm. going to want to get yourself a copy of A Strange Celestial Road, Ahmed Abdullah's new book. And you go into some detail about this trip to, uh, to Lagos, Nigeria, 1977. Absolutely. Yeah, it was one of the inspirations for the book, in fact, because um, I didn't think that um, in John Zwed's book he gave it the kind of importance that it should have as a an historical event. Uh, and so um, I really felt that the only way it could be uh, told, the story could be told, was that somebody was there to tell it, you know, that someone had to tell it. And so, yeah, I took that uh, mantle on to myself, um, and it was a four-year project. But um, it is now out 25 years later, because I started writing the book in 1997, actually, when John Zwett's book came out, and it took me four years uh, to, to write it. And it took then another 20 years for a publishing uh, company, a co- publishing house, to uh, to put it out. But I'm very satisfied now that it's out. And, Interestingly enough, um, Marilyn Nance, who was a photographer, 23 years old at the time, uh, stayed at Festac for the entire month. And she took many, many pictures. And she has a book out that's called The Last Day in Lagos. And so we have pictures, courtesy of her, in the book of the Sun Ra uh, Orchestra performing in Lagos, which we would not have had if the timing was not completely in sync. So her timing was perfect, and the timing of the book coming out was perfect so that we have her photos in the book of the Sun Ra Orchestra being in Lagos, Nigeria in 1977. 
everybody everybody I know who and I've spoken to who was there speaks of that as a transformative moment and experience. It really was. It really was. I mean, um, it the historical nature of it is one thing, but experiencing it uh, in person uh, for the two-week period that we were there was just uh, the most amazing thing in my life, and I couldn't have I couldn't have that experience trashed. So I had to write the book. Good. I was Thank compelled you. to write it. <laughs> Thank you. It's in a strange celestial road. Ahmed Abdullah's brand new book, and uh, once again, did I have I? I don't think I've said it in this break, so I'll say it that uh, tomorrow night, so Tuesday, July twenty fifth, two thousand twenty three, the three of us are going to be in front of the folks at Strand Bookstore, and so that's tomorrow night. If you're listening to this live on the radio, and uh, if you're not, then you probably missed it. Sorry about that. <laughs> and that is not. A couple of people have asked me like, "Oh, you're going to live stream that?" No, this is for the people in the room. I think, right? I mean, you yep. got to. If you're there, you're there. And if not, well, you get this nice radio show. That's not so terrible. And you could still buy the book. But if you if you're there tomorrow at the Strand Bookstore at 7 p.m. on the third floor, rare book room, uh, you can get uh, your copy signed yeah. by the author. Yeah, but you got to be there. You got to be there. You got to be there. Can I just mention yeah, um, please. also that in the book, we just mentioned uh, Marilyn Nance's um, photos. We have over 50 pages 50 of pages photos, photos in the book, and some of them are by some really great photographers, Aja Cohen, for example. So um, that's another feature of the book that is quite um Exclusive that we have all of these pictures of the Sun Ra Orchestra and different points in Ahmed's life in terms of his performing life um, in the book. So that's that's a rare thing, too. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, no, that is it's a huge part of the book. It really is, and and it's remarkable that you can all these stories that you tell you can illustrate with these great photos. And a lot of them, I'm I'm kind of a photo nut, (laughs) and I love looking at photos. I go through old magazines. I'm you know, record covers and all that. Um, a little strange that way, but that's how I am. <laughs> and a lot of these photos, most of these photos, I've never seen. So yeah. it really is revealing. Yeah. Well, we're going to change gears a little bit. Okay. And um, much as there's still always more to be said about Sun Ra, there's some other artists also that mean a great deal to you. I know that. And uh, there's some things that you refer to in the book and uh, that come to light in our conversations. And um, we've got another, I'm going to say, equally remarkable recording of another artist. And why don't you tell us who that is? You know, we have a a thesis that we call Jazz and Music of the Spirit. And, uh, And we say that this music of the spirit is a music of liberation. And, and we have nine progenitors of this music of the spirit. Um, five of them are men, five of them are male, and four of them are female. And they include, um, the men include John Coltrane, Sun Ra, Duke Ellington, Yusef Latif, and Jackie McLean. And the women include Betty Carter, Nina Simone, um, Mary Lou Williams, and Amanana Moseka, who we're going to hear from. And the idea is that the um, the power of the of the woman 
of the female voice, and I'm going to let Monique speak about this because she is the one who said that we could not have uh, a thesis and only have men uh, as representatives of, uh, of this music of the spirit. So the spirit of the, of the woman, the powerful energy that women bring forth, we feel is an energy that is supposed to be happening now. Uh, the imbalance that has occurred within this social structure where we are dealing with male energy uh, is one that led us to a pandemic and closed down the world. Um, Hillary Clinton should have been the president. And if Hillary Clinton was the president, I'm sure this world would not have been closed down. But that person who became the president, whose name I will not say, um, had uh, wanted to dismantle everything that Barack Obama had put in place. And he dismantled the agency that could have really addressed the pandemic. So we have to look at this, um, this imbalance as something that has to be changed. Uh, this female energy, this creative force, procreative force, has got to be brought forward. And um, and so I'm going to let Monique speak on that one. Um, so if you look at the full female progenesis, so Mary Lou Williams, if you, if you look at her influence on the music and the number of musicians that she touched, in addition to her own musicality and the sacred music that she produced, this is a phenomenal history. So we we couldn't we you know we have Duke Ellington. We need to have Mary Lou, Lou Williams, um, Betty Carter. The same thing. You know, up until now, we still have musicians who are being trained via the, the institutions that Betty Carter um, set up. Obviously, Nina Simone. Uh, we don't need to say anything really about that. And Aminata Maseka, um is one of those people who chose to write. July 24th, 2023, Ahmed Abdullah and Monique Ngozi-Nri on the topic of Sun Ra and moving into music of Abby Lincoln, Amanata Moseka, another spellbinding performance. So I will see you over at part three. If you are digging this show, please do subscribe. Tell, tell a friend, just tell one person, tell somebody you know that about the show that you enjoy it can't tell you what a difference it makes we don't even make money from this we're just giving it all away but we want people to share it and know it and enjoy it and appreciate it and you're a key part of that can't do it without you okay see you at part three <laughs>